Hello and welcome. This is episode two of Head of a Codfish, a podcast about modern working families. And I'm Hayley. Today's interview is with a friend of mine, Amber. Amber is a clinical psychologist who runs a small business and has two young children. So I'm going to tell you a bit about Amber's business because I think it's of interest to listeners of the podcast. She runs Mindful Pathways, which has several components to it, but probably one of the ones that is most relevant is Mindful Child. As a part of that venture, Amber runs some amazing workshops and programs for school-aged children revolving around mindfulness, coping skills, resilience and emotional literacy. I'll put a link to the information about Mindful Child and some of those programs in the show notes. Just to note, I should mention these programs are run in Adelaide, so they're most relevant for people living here. So besides doing some interesting stuff with kids' wellbeing, I think it was the psychologist side of Amber that was coming out in at least part of this interview. And I have to say I got a lot out of it, and I hope you do too. So it turned out to be a very interesting interview for a totally different reason to what I thought. We did some big picture thinking and looking at different perspectives. In hindsight, I think this would have been a great interview to have as a wrap-up after a few other episodes. But to be honest, I thought a lot of the ground we covered was really valuable and I didn't want to hold on to it for too long. I will apologise now for some editing in here that goes a little bit pear-shaped. Most of it is okay, but a couple times it gets a little bit clunky. So bear with me as I'm learning the ropes with recording and editing. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the first cup off the rank. If, while you are listening to this, you feel like it could be beneficial to a friend, please share it with them. You can go to www.headofacodfish.com slash amber and on the page there are buttons to share this specific episode via Facebook or Twitter or email or they can play the episode on that page. So while I'm talking about the website, if you go to www.headofacodfish.com, you'll find all the information and previous episodes of this podcast. There's also information about how to listen to podcasts, how to subscribe to the podcast if you want to listen to it regularly, and how to contact me if you have any feedback or questions. So here's the first episode. I hope you enjoy it. question to start with to anyone who's working and got children how much sleep are you getting at the moment not too bad the last week so <laughs> probably um so my 19 month old has just started sleeping through so probably averaging seven hours eight Ugh. hours a night which nice. is amazing nice you're doing, doing better than me <laughs> <laughs> okay so as a starting point we'll just get to know your family so there's you yeah. and your husband yeah um and a school age child yes yeah. and the youngest she's uh 19 months now yep yep um and so as a parent what is your superpower i think i I think I'm more organised than I think I am. So I think my superpower, well, I think probably for most mums it's kind of this, like having being able to hold lots of information in your mind at the same time and get things done or organised. Yeah. Okay. And so what about your husband? What's his parenting superpower? Um, I think he's just really calm and kind of able to keep everyone fairly 
kind of stable and quiet and calm, but also having lots of fun. Yeah, that's a that's a good balance. It's a good thing to have. So in your family, how is childcare managed? Who is doing what when? Okay, so obviously our oldest, our five-year-old is at school. Mm-hmm. So um, Mondays and Tuesdays I'm at home with our one-and-a-half-year-old. So I do school drop-offs and pick-ups and all of that kind of stuff on Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday to Friday tends to be kind of a combination. Um, I tend to do school drop-offs and my husband tends to do childcare drop-offs and pick-ups. Um, but he often ends up doing out-of-school hours care pickups on Thursday um, and sometimes Wednesdays as well just because I work late those days. He works full-time, yeah. is that right? But does he have flexible arrangements? Yeah, um, so he does. Um, he he works from home on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. Um but that hasn't kind of like played into any of the childcare stuff. Right, okay. So I'm it's a good thing to have, but it's not something that you've relied on for yeah, sure. picking up and dropping off. Yeah. yeah, and we're lucky enough to have my mum on Fridays. So she um, she works four days. So on Fridays, my mum does all the childcare and school drop-offs and pick-ups and everything. Okay, so. yep. What influence do you think having a grandparent in the situation huge yeah like yeah I think my mum in particular although all the grandparents are important in their lives but my mum um has always played a really massive role in their in the caregiving and um like the child care and I yeah I wouldn't honestly be able to kind of do as much work that I do without her kind of supporting me so yeah I mean I think it's a really interesting with the, the grandparents involvement because I'm kind of in a situation where I don't live geographically anywhere near my children's grandparents but I mean obviously for the childcare is is interesting but just their influence and their role um, in their lives I know when um, I was pre- pregnant with my second child and I was really sick and I needed to get my my mum to come and help out, um, you know, fly her in. Yeah. Um, and I felt really bad at the time. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, taking her away from her life, her business that, you know, the partnership that mum and dad run. Um, but then when I actually saw her here yeah. and the kind of bond that she formed and the things that she got to do with my eldest Absolutely. that she never would have got to... Just I just went, oh, maybe this isn't all bad. I, I, I felt so negatively about having to do that. Yeah. But then when I saw the advantages, and then even even then, I mean, that's not to do with grandparents, but um, when when I have been pregnant and not able to do a lot, the things that my husband has to step in and do, and Absolutely. you're kind of like, oh, I feel so bad that you have to do this because I can't get out of bed. Um, but then when you see the the relationships that that kind of builds, absolutely, and you go, oh yeah, that was great. So I don't get that grandparent influence day to day, but at times when I've needed to, um, I just see how valuable it is to both to to the children and and the grandparents. That's right. Yeah, I think it keeps the grandparents young as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mum having to chase them around on Fridays. And see, it's... my mum always says because she you know raised three kids and she's she's not like she's not highly strung she's fairly relaxed about things and then she gets in charge of grandchildren <laughs> and she's like are you touching that are you doing this are you okay is she okay doing that she kind of says you know why is it so much harder yeah. when it's you know I've raised kids it's not like I'm exactly. foreign to this and she, she just says the answer is 
you don't want anything to happen on your watch. Mm. It's just like yes, yeah. So there's when you've got when it's your it. watch, twenty four hours a day, yeah, you don't have time to worry. <laughs> to, yeah, maybe that's what it is. You've just got kind of that intense, yeah, yeah, responsibility for that time frame. You just like can't happen on my watch. No, you will not injure yourself. <laughs> one stage recently and my husband was overseas for work and she came over and was doing some looking after children while I was at work on a day that he normally would and um she got a mosquito bite and so she had it for one day and um the child's eye blew up and she could barely open it <laughs> she <laughs> like, felt so guilty this is this is like one day one day with mum or one day with <laughs> with nana and this is what happened and this is what happens <laughs> poor oh nana gosh so with the arrangements that you've got, is it something you felt like you had a choice in? Something that you could kind of actively build that um, strategy or is it something you feel like you've been forced into or and for that might be through um, financial reasons mm-hmm. or just expectations? Yeah, I think it's kind of a combination. I think when I'm having a bad day, I feel like it's all forced <laughs> on me and I just want to kind of win the lottery and just not have to have any other commitments other than looking after children but then when I kind of sit back and reflect rationally I am not a person that would want to be at home full-time with the children I I think that I would just I wouldn't be a very good mum um I'd run out of things to do with them I'd get bored and they'd get bored um, and I, I also kind of really understand the benefits of, of socialisation in childcare and things like that. I think it's really good for them. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's just sometimes that even if you have made the choice to do it, that it's really hard work and quite exhausting and, and at times it can just be hard to manage everything if, like, for example, both of our husbands travel. So we know that when that happens, that really throws a spanner in the works. Um, it just means a lot more drop-offs and pick-ups and, you know, lots more stress. And then if there's illness, then that impacts on your own work and having to take time off. And so I think it, when things are going smoothly, it tends to go okay. But then when there's, a you know, just a few hiccups along the way you feel like there's not much choice and there's a lot of kind of pressure. Oh, I think that's so true. I mean, uh, yeah, when you say when it's when you're having a bad day or when things aren't going all right or you're having to you know, you feel like you're um not doing enough for a certain responsibility. Um yes. yeah, you do you do feel much more like you're forced into things Absolutely. then. That's a that's a good point and I'm gonna take that one on personally as something to remember when we do get when I do get to that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um no that was a good answer. And I think the lack of sleep as well <laughs> is another thing that influences how you feel about that. I think that honestly it just is really hard in the early days when you're still up a lot if you are working, which I you know went back I think when my youngest was four months old so you know you're still in the very early stages of like establishing sleep routines Mm. and there's still a lot of breastfeeding and all of that happening and yeah it's quite tiring but then it gets easier and you get a few nights sleep like I have (laughs) (laughs) so after your first and then comparing that to after your second did you let me go back a bit um I know after my first um, I got to, I reckon I started working, um, within my own business at home from when she was about nine months old. And at that point I kind of felt I needed a bit more than full-time child caring. And I felt quite 
fine to, you know, mentally fine. I felt capable. I was working quite a bit. I was working probably at that time, you know, three to four times, uh, three to four days a week. Um, And I felt totally fine with that. When I had my second, I reckon I started work probably a similar-ish time and I didn't feel like I was ready yet. Mm. I... um, had a more difficult baby. I didn't feel like even getting close to a year, I didn't feel like I found my groove with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess we found reasons for some of those things down the track. But did you find a difference with each one when you felt ready? Absolutely. I think um, I think some of it was that first time round, so I think first time round she was about six months when I went back to work and... I felt like I had all the time in the world to prepare for that as well because there was nothing else. There was no other children to worry about or anything. So there was the whole like, oh, let's spend a month transitioning to childcare and like let's oh, spend a so lot of time true. thinking yeah. about this and getting used to the idea and, you know, quite feeling quite flexible about work. But then the second time around you're doing school drop-offs, school pick-ups, the baby is often well mine was much more difficult second time around as well baby was more difficult we had a lot of trouble with childcare the second time around finding family daycare and then having to move through two different family daycares through a very short period of time and so the whole process felt like a lot more difficult and stressful and I think my husband was traveling more for work as well and so just all of those combination of things make a huge difference and you can't really control them like you don't know yeah whether it's going to be easy or hard but first definitely was easier definitely easier yeah no yeah. that's interesting interesting to hear because mm. um, I, I it's not something I've probably heard people talk about and you just kind of assume maternity leaves maternity leave and when you come back from that it's kind of the same but yeah I I was surprised how um, I mean, I did start working, but I was really felt like for the first few months that I wasn't really doing a very good job, mm. um, wasn't working to the best of my ability. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, you, you get your arrangements in place, you you find your find your groove, and you get there. Yeah. Um, okay, so with the arrangements that you have for childcare and work, what do you feel works well? Um. I think, well, I think we're really lucky in that, well, particularly with our school, um, I guess having out-of-school hours care is really helpful for us. That works really well um, because it means on the two days a week that we put um, my five-year-old in that, there's no kind of massive rush to get to school. Um, They close at six, so that gives us plenty of time. Um, so that works well. I think location is important for us at the moment as well. So my younger daughter's childcare is in the city, quite close to my husband's work. So that means he can drop her there at 8.30 and pick her up at 5.30 and doesn't really impact on his working hours too much. Um, so that's good as well. And um, having mum around, again, is really helpful. Um, often on a Wednesday, even though she doesn't technically do pickups, because her workplace is quite close to school, she will yep, she's available. pick up my daughter yep. as well. So it like at the moment I feel that it's working really well and I think location is important, opening, like timing is important, mm-hmm. um, and then just having that extra person who can sometimes yeah. do pickups is important. With the timing, we're... 
I'm really feeling that this year, although it's coming to a close, because we've got the kindy year, yes. which is which is great. We love kindy. My kids love kindy. Um, but, yeah, we can't... You know, finishes at three. Yes. There's no... No kind of after kindy care. There's care. no before yeah. hours kindy care. Mm. Um, I know of some people that have child cares that will do yeah, to and offs. from. Yes. Um, kind yep. of before kindy yep. and at kindy and then after they'll have them till the end of the day, which I'm not aware of any around here that do that. Mm. Like it's kind of one way that people work around it. But, yeah, the whole timing of kindy not opening till 8.30 and then trying to be at my desk at 9 um, and getting trying to get through the traffic and find a park and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. uh, location and timing definitely yeah. feels important to me at the moment. And, and we've been really lucky with that because the school that our daughter goes to um, is also an early learning centre, so their kindy is part of that and their early learning centre up until they start primary school is open from 7.30 till 6 okay. every yeah. day. Yeah. So even though they're doing their kindy there, it, it functions like a childcare centre. So we've never had that stress had of that, having to... that issue. Which, and I know some people that the half days, um, kindy half days and stuff like that have been really difficult. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a tough one because, yeah, if you aren't already in that early learning centre environment, a lot of kids that are going into kindy... Um, well, some it's their kind of first step away yes. from home, and, and so to to, to, to give them a, a full day is a fair bit. Absolutely. I can fully understand why they mm. wouldn't want that, certainly at that age. But yeah, it's so hard to work with. Um, yeah, we've managed to arrange things, and so there is a half day, but it's a day that I'm home okay. from work. It's like, anyway, um, so yeah, through design, I suppose we we. Um, manage it but yes looking forward to next year mm-hmm. um two at school yeah. um so <laughs> we can use yeah I mean we in theory we for the one at school we could be using before as care and after as care but when we have to be kind of across exactly. the in the area anyway to to do the kindy pick up and drop off it's just kind of a bit pointless to then be paying for exactly for the other one to be later so yes next year next year um that's when when that kind of starts happening and what do you do you feel like there's any downsides of the way you've arranged your family nothing major um no probably not I guess I always worry about long days for little kids um so I guess sometimes my concerns particularly towards the end of the week are that my youngest one is getting quite tired Mm -hmm. and I think because we have quite busy weeknights as well. So on Wednesday nights, we always go to my, my grandparents for dinner. They're great grandparents for dinner. Um, and dinner isn't until 7.30. Ooh, so, that's, yeah, that's late in little that's really late. late. <laughs> and, and so we're not getting home till 9, 9.30 on Wednesday nights. And she's done a full day of childcare. Yeah, yeah that is. in for yeah. another full day the next day. So I often kind of feel the guilt on a Thursday morning when both the girls want to sleep in and we're kind yeah. of rushing up and and doing all of that stuff but um they cope and maybe eventually they'll sleep in on the weekends <laughs> a bit more oh you might be the first parent that has a child that sleeps in on the weekend be be hopeful <clears throat> yeah but other than that i think it works fine so yep 
Okay, so what are some of the other things that you've tried in the past, some of the different arrangements you've had? And this might be just because you've had different age children, a different number of children, different work situation. Um, what are the, some of the other things you've tried on for size? Um, well, we started with my first, we did family daycare for um, <clears throat> until she was two. Um, from when she was about six months to when she was two and I absolutely loved that. It was a really small family environment. Um, Again, the issues were timing because the person that did the family daycare was a little bit um, restricted in the times that she could have our daughter Um, and also school holidays and her own holidays and stuff impacted on the care. But I think that was a really, really good quality environment for her to be in for those very early years. Um, tried that with my second but failed miserably with um, gaining any family daycare. Um, our first family daycare worker was lovely, but she went and had a baby and then thought she could manage and then right, didn't yeah. manage. And it just so, didn't, didn't pan out. Yep. Yeah, and, and then we tried another family daycare, which was just didn't work out for us. Um, so I think um, family daycare is brilliant. That's something we've tried and really liked. If you can find someone that you really trust and, and have a good relationship with and that the kids have a good relationship with. Um, the only other thing I've tried, I guess, which was um, out of sheer desperation, was um, using friends and, and babysitters um, during a period when I had no care and my husband was away for about three weeks And so I spent that three weeks getting different people to look after my daughter Um, and that was pretty stressful and left me with a lot of guilt about Mm. dropping my child at people's houses. Um, I managed to find enough or gather enough friends and family around that each person only had to look after her for one day (laughs) over the three-week period. Um, And I think I had to pay for a babysitter one day, which was, like, exorbitantly expensive. Yep. Um, but it, it worked okay. It was a bit unsettling for her and like a lot of guilt for me, but, um, yeah, so I wouldn't do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you, looking into the future, what do you think, um, will be your next evolution of how your family and your, your childcare responsibilities work? I think, um, really looking forward to around the middle of next year when my, uh, youngest turns two because then she'll be going to the same school okay because um she'll be able to go to the early learning center there so that's going to be really nice just having one drop off every morning yep um it won't change things dramatically i have decided that i don't really want to work more than three days until she turns four um when she turns four they go to this school three days a week um, which means she'll be there three days and with my mum one day. Okay. So at that point I'll probably increase to four days. Um, my husband would like me to do it sooner, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I just feel like they're only young yeah. <clears throat> for such a short period of That's time right. yeah. that I'd really like to just kind of have that time with her. Yeah, and, I mean, there's lots of people that don't have the ability or option. Um, so I, I'm a bit the same. It's It's, it's not forever. Yeah, um, exactly. that they're young and there's, you know, we, we are able to, to do, um, organise things, do things a bit differently, make adjustments um, exactly. to, yeah, to, to work less or to have someone available to them more of the week. Rather, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's, um, I agree with you there. 
And so in your family's paid work environments, um, do you feel like your dual responsibilities of family and work are well supported? I'm lucky in mine because I'm self-employed, yeah. so I get to you, make those decisions You feel decisions like you support myself. yourself. Yeah, yeah although Good. I think the problem with that is that you then can sometimes go too far the other way, become a bit too flexible, and then you're left like sitting at your laptop at midnight on a Sunday night doing things like invoicing or writing reports and things that you really should actually put into your work day. Um, yep. But it does mean that I am allow I'm allow myself to go to school assemblies whenever I want, as long as they've been in the diary in advance and, you know, I can do anything I want basically with my diary, which is great. I think my husband's workplace is generally pretty pretty supportive and flexible as well. Um, obviously, he has a work-from-home day, and that's nice at the moment because it's a day that I'm home with our 18-month-old. So, um, like, you know, we'll often just have lunch together and he'll help with, like, putting her down for her afternoon nap and all of that kind of stuff, which I think kind of gives him a little bit of extra time with her. Yep. Um, and, again, I think um, given that he's in a more kind of in a role where like he's kind of respected by his bosses and things like that I, I don't think there's that kind much pressure to kind of be there at exactly the same time and go at exactly the same time yep. every day yeah. so fairly supported I think yeah except for the travel <laughs> yeah the travel that's a, it's a big one for both of us isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I mean I know when um well since I've been working we've only had one stretch I think yeah of of my husband being away um but just that thing of the short hours that I could work mm. because we've got the kindy and the, the that kind of thing all the drop-offs and exactly. having to do three drop-offs get to work which no doubt is late because you've just done three drop-offs and something's <laughs> gone wrong in there somewhere someone's had just to, getting had out the door. Just getting out the door. I had to have a nappy change in the middle of <laughs> all the drop-offs or we've forgotten something and we had to go home. And um, So, yeah, that and then leaving in time to pick them all three mm-hmm. up again. Um, yeah, having having someone away. Um, yeah. And that's what I've kind of, yeah, what what I would say is one of the downsides of what, what we do. Um, it works really well. And then you you take one if you yes, if you kind of have out. the childcare and the work spread amongst two, yes. like spread more evenly, I guess you'd say. Um, it does mean that when you take one of those parts out, it has a bigger impact. Absolutely. Whereas um, going back twelve months ago, when I was working in my own business from home, so my husband went away, and I could totally pick up yep. um, the slack and and do it everything still, and we'd all all kind of work. Just fine. Um, Just the same as we did, really. Just with, uh, you know, a bit more... I got less sleep. It was a bit less less relaxed. (laughs) A bit more grumpy. A bit more grumpy. (laughs) But, you know, things kind of, you know, it kind of went as as normal yeah. um but now um and working in a more formal work environment um you take one part away and exactly. it just it it um the impact is a lot a lot bigger absolutely so in the whole work and family scramble thing that we do um have you had any funny or disastrous moments um oh gosh that's a hard question. I wouldn't call them funny. Lots of disastrous moments. Lots of kind of meltdowns. Um, just like 
mega tantrums that I've had because I felt. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, I thought you were talking about your no, children. Me. <laughs> kind of where I, you know, I think it's that whole thing that comes back to before where, like, I guess in my job as well, I kind of go through periods where I feel like I'm just sailing along smoothly and then, you know, I'll get really busy and, like, because I do all my own invoicing and bass and reports and everything um I don't have any admin support so all of a sudden I'll kind of just feel like it's too much and feel like it's everyone else's fault a little bit so a lot of times where I've kind of had those meltdowns but the really positive thing that came out of the latest meltdown was that my husband finally agreed to a cleaner after Ah, like two years so (laughs) I think one of the bigger things I thought was if if I'm going to do all this stuff myself and and try and do this balance properly I, I hate housework and I yep. don't want to be doing it on my days off yeah. with my daughter. So I see, see, we've had a cleaner for, I don't know, since my second one was a baby, I reckon. I don't know. I, I, I would have time to do more cleaning, but I just don't want to. I don't value it. I don't want to do it. Um, I... I think it works really well for us. Have you got a cleaner? Yes. Yes, you yes. have. So yeah, what works only really, recently. <laughs> what works really well for us is, A, there's just a lot of time that I don't have to spend. There's a lot of stuff that we don't have to think about who's doing it or not doing it. Exactly. Um, and there's also, you know, the cleaner comes in once a fortnight, so we have to have everything put away Sorted to out. a degree yes. so she can actually see the floor exactly. to mop it or see the bench to wipe it. Um, so it's just... A, a a point that you have to meet Absolutely. every once a fortnight organized. you have to have it to this state yeah. and if you didn't have that cleaner coming in that wouldn't happen that's right so it, it kind of keeps you um you know on track and it, 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 things don't get as out of control even though it's not um the stuff that the cleaner's doing exactly but, yeah it's what what you have to do around that there's actually a, a really positive thing it you, is you have to yeah. have everything in order once a fortnight which absolutely believe you me it didn't happen before <laughs> there was a cleaner yeah, it wasn't in order once a fortnight so I like that and I remember when I first got a cleaner and I had everything you know sorted out the house was in order she came cleaned we went out we came home and I just went I've got nothing to do yeah, and, and I could down. sit down and I could play a game with the girls, exactly. and and I would pl- probably play the game anyway. But just the ability to go, I don't have anything in the back of my head that I have to exactly go and do this like this. Yeah. Oh, I really should be doing this. Oh, yeah, I'll play this, but then I'll then sweep something and whatever. Exactly, everything was done. It yeah. was the the house was spotless, and I could just sit and be. And not have that thing in the back of my mind. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. this <laughs> makes such a big difference. Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. I wish for you that it happens. <laughs> well, see, the mega tantrum made it happen. <laughs> good, so. good. I'm glad something could have come out of it. Um, so, is your version of family um, what you thought family would look like before you had children? I think it pretty much is. Yeah, I think. Um, um, I think sometimes I reflect and I think you're a little bit more idealistic before you have kids. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that your kids are just going to yeah get up at the appropriate time and go to bed at the yes. appropriate time and never just, like, refuse to eat a meal when you have to be out the door in five minutes. And, yeah, exactly. yeah you don't picture that kind of stuff. That's right, that's right. And I think also, like... 
yeah, like just thinking about how you might balance it all and thinking it would be, well, I guess you just don't, you're not living it. So you can see it from the outside and think that's the perfect balance, you know, three days a week and the kids in childcare and you, you know, whatever. But I don't think there is ever a perfect balance. I don't think it can ever feel Mm. exactly right. I think that's the big trap is if people think they're going to find the perfect balance and they're probably never going to find it because it's always going to be hard. Yeah, that's right. No matter what you're doing, um, which is kind of why I tend to ask about what works and what doesn't because I do think, I agree, whatever your arrangement is, uh, there's going to be bits that work and bits that don't work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like what we're doing, what I'm doing at the moment works well, but then, like I said, you you remove a part and then suddenly it feels it like falls it's... apart. It yeah. feels like it's really bad or... Exactly. You, you know, someone gets sick and exactly. they can't do what they normally do and then it feels <laughs> exactly. like it's not working that well. But, yeah. yeah, no matter what arrangement you come up with, there's going to be bad aspects days. to it that yeah. just don't work as well it's like yeah you live you live in a house and you know when you 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 move in you're like this is great this is great but when you know that you're going to be moving out and you're like I can't wait to not have to deal with that hot water service anymore yes or I can't do this so it's like it's fine while you're there when you know that it's coming to an end that it's coming to an end you're suddenly like oh my god (laughs) Just counting down the days. Exactly. It's so it's true, a, it's isn't it? It's a bit like, bit like that. Yeah, we're kind of like reaching out for that perfect next bit that's going to come to make our life so much better, which but, we do with our kids too, yeah. So I was talking to someone recently who has been working um, part-time and they're about to start, start full-time and I was just kind of like oh you know there's this and there's this and I was obviously being a bit negative um and they were kind of going like yeah I guess I'm just seeing this change as all the good stuff mm-hmm. and there is going to be and I'm things. like yeah sorry I was being a little bit <laughs> negative there <laughs> but yeah there's you know you do kind of think you're going to make this change and it's got to fix everything but yeah any arrangement comes with its mm-hmm. with its difficulties yeah, absolutely. So um, do you have any advice for someone who is about to enter this stage of life, of having children, working? Get a cleaner. <laughs> I love it. Just get a cleaner straight away. <laughs> um, I mean, but some people have a different approach to, to cleaning. domestic work than you and I do. <laughs> you know, True. some people... Um, or get get help, Yeah, whatever that help is. Yeah. So... If, if it's not a cleaner, if, if it's the cleaning that's a gripe for you, then get a cleaner. If it's the admin that's a gripe for you, get admin support. If it's whatever it is, just try and, yeah, just kind of build up your ranks of people. And I think also that mother guilt stuff a lot is, is a problem for all of us. I know that you and I probably both kind of experience that when we have to reach out to people sometimes. But I think you've got to kind of just recognise that it's really normal and actually the people that you're asking don't care at all. Yeah. See, I, you know, have had this dealing with this for quite a long time now. Yeah. So my eldest being seven and this whole kind of not living close to any of my immediate family. Um, and so, I mean, I kind of have that thing where I ask someone for a favour and you do that a few times and then you kind of realise that, they have all their other arrangements, so they never ask. They never mm, need the favour returned. Right. So I'm just like, you know, I can't. I can't be like, 
the fourth person and then the fifth and the sixth and then we've we've done this you know favor five times and there's never been a a repayment a, a repayment because they just don't, <laughs> don't need, need to yeah um so I kind of, you know, feel guilty or feel like, you know, I'm overstepping my mark. I need to balance this up a bit somehow. Um, but someone said to me once, and I went, oh, that's really good advice. If you were in their position and they asked you that, mm-hmm. would you say yes? Well, of course. Exactly. It's my friend. She's going through a hard time. She's doing something's going bad. Absolutely. Of course. I would not hesitate at all, as, as assuming I was available on that day or whatever. That's right. I, of course I would. So they were kind of saying, well, why would you assume other people would be not wanting more mean than you are exactly. or less accommodating than you are? Like, exactly. you know, they're your friend. That You have things in common. You That's see right. eye to eye on things. They're probably going to have the, you know, they're going to have the same reaction that you would if, if they were asking, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. And exactly. I'm glad someone pointed that out to me. Absolutely. That's probably the big advice then. Just kind of drop the mother guilt as quickly as you can. And, like, it's much better to be able to continue functioning and using whatever kind of army of people that you can draw on. What's the trendy word? Queens. Draw on your queens. <laughs> um, yeah. Then to kind of step back and suffer and feel like, like, how am I going to actually manage this on my yeah, own? Yeah, because I think, like, well, in broader community, but certainly in parenting, isolation's a, a, a huge problem. Absolutely. Just yeah. kind of feeling like you don't have any anyone. Absolutely. Um, and I guess, yeah, not, not having as obvious a community as I have, you do find different ways of building that or yes. including yourself within it, um, within different communities. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably some very good advice. Well, thank you very much. No Amber. problems. Thanks, Hayley. It was really fun. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>